and welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads Comics. Today is Sunday, January 31st, 2021. Let's take a look and see what's happening in the funnies together, shall we? Well, it's a big day. It's time for the big game. We can't say the name of the big game because uh, the NFL's copyright lawyers will come down on us like a like a, a pack of hyenas and rip us apart. They don't for... come down on you. They come from the side. They can't fly. So, so we'll be... Well, maybe maybe the NFL's hyenas can fly. That would be terrifying. Instead of like flying monkeys, you had flying hyenas. That would be scary because okay. they'd be flying around and then they'd be laughing at the same time, and that would be that would be absolutely terrifying. So we can't say the name of the, the game. M's here. How you doing, M? Good. Are you excited about the big game today? I'm excited about the commercials, but not the game itself. Nope. What's your favorite commercial? Uh, you can't touch this. From last year? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I've always, uh, I've always liked watching the commercials as well. Um, I certainly, though, I'm excited about today's game just because I want to see Tom Brady get, get beaten because he deserves to be beaten in football. I'm not suggesting anything else. I think just, I don't, I don't like him to win football games, so. All right. Well, I'm glad we covered that. Our uh, first comic of the day is W.T. Duck by Aaron Johnson. And this episode, and if you couldn't tell, it's it's about a duck. It is about a duck. Very good. It's the aptly named W.T. Duck. And in this episode, uh, W.T. is talking to a, a guy on the a duck on the street who's holding up a piece of art and holding out a cup, and he goes, "Hey, care to help out a struggling artist?" And W.T. Duck, duck looks at the art and then uh, says. Well, you've got the struggling part nailed down. <sighs> the, the, joke, the joke here is that uh, there's a term called struggling artist, uh, which means it's a new artist who hasn't established themselves, so people aren't buying their stuff. But in this case, the joke is that uh, W.T. Duck feels that uh, the other duck's art is subpar. So, let's joke there. What do you think about that? Well... Well, if you look at it, it kind of looks like abstract art. <laughs> it does look like abstract art. It's like little blobs and stuff. So you think it, you think it's good? Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. So see, too bad M is not there to help out the struggling duck artist. But maybe someday you will be a patron of the duck arts. So that'll be good. Our next comic of the day is For Better or For Worse by Lynn Johnston. And, they, and I'm just saying, they have such a big dog. They do. That's Good old Farley is a huge dog. And uh, the the baby, whose name I don't know, the baby's name April. April the baby lies down on the dog and sleeps um, because the dog's sleeping. And then the dog, what does the dog do there? Yawns, and then the baby yawns. Right. Then what happens? And then they go to get water. Yeah. And they eat food. Yeah, out of out of Farley's bowl, right? They just eat yeah. food, and Farley's eating it, in, and it's saying crunch, crunch. That's how much he's enjoying it. Um, and then uh. Like uh, some relative, I don't know who, maybe an, I don't, I, or a friend, I don't know who this person is. Uh, is talking to the mom. I and, bet it's uh, the dad. I know. No, that's not the. That's not the dad. Is it? No. No. No, that's know. not the. Wait. Is I no, know. no, it's not. It's not the dad. No, I don't. I don't know who it is. Uh, but it's somebody else. Uh, it's, it's probably a friend. It's a friend. Yeah, and it, it's a woman. Cause it, yeah, that's that's. I think a friend of the mom, and just says, "My goodness, look at April. She's quite the little individual." And uh, then the mom goes, Yes, she is. We're trying to decide who in the family she's most like. And the joke here is that... Because individual means different, and so... Well, that's a good... No, that's a good point. But I, I think the joke is that actually she's most like who in the family. Uh, 
the mom? No. no. I don't know. The, like the dog. Oh, She's yeah. most like the dog because she keeps acting like the dog. And that's the joke is that uh, it's a baby, but it's acting like a dog. But your point is more more well thought out, actually, that that as an individual, she shouldn't be thinking acting like anybody. But uh, the joke is that she acts like acts like the dog. Our next comic of the day is oh, the wheel comes back. Uh, yep, it's Ma- it's uh, BC by Mastroianni and Hart. I thought they threw that thing in the ocean. They often that well, the wheel is a kind of like a recurring character in BC, and here's but they some. They threw it in the ocean. Well, they made he made another one. I mean, they they're they're very creative but cave it people. Looks the, exactly the same as well, what, the other. It's one. a wheel. What do you what do you think it's gonna look like? I mean, it's a round. I don't know. There are different ones in the world. Well, yeah, but this one, all they have is a rock. That they throw, put a stick in the middle of. That's their. That's how they make a wheel. I don't and know what the stick is for, since they aren't attaching it. To what's anything. an axle? Oh, you're now. You're. That's a good point. It's not attached to anything, so it really wouldn't roll. That's a good. In fact, all that would happen is that you would get like nothing. Well, nothing used, would happen. They use the it as a place to put their feet. Right. When they roll. Like, but which? So how does it roll? Because if you've got the friction on it with your feet, it wouldn't roll. And if it rolled somehow with your feet, you would just get your te- your feet would get torn up with splinters. But nonetheless, and this episode of BC doesn't have the little anthill joke at the beginning, which is unusual. Which is sad. Well, I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> but okay, so the caveman is rolling down the hill, which, as you point out, he really wouldn't standing on the axle like that. But he's rolling down the hill. He hits a rock. He hits a tree. He goes through the tree and then rolls down the hill. What does that say when he's rolling down the hill? Flumba flumba slide. Flumba flumba slide. And which... that, wait, the last panel was very funny because there's another caveman comes and says, what have we learned? And the caveman who is rolling says, okay, I'll add breaks. <laughs> but that's the joke. how do they even know about breaks? There are cavemen. That's right. The, the joke is, of course, that the wheel would be better served with breaks because it would stop, but... Uh, but how, but do, how do they know that brakes on a wheel? How, you put brakes on a car, not a wheel. How do you put brakes on just something that's just a piece of wood in the middle of a round rock? But uh, that's an excellent point. And also, I would like to point out that the last wedding I went to, we did the flumba flumba slide, and it was a lot of fun. All right, our next comic of the day is Nancy by Olivia James. Uh, okay, in this, all right. In this episode, Aunt Fritzy is sitting on her couch with the dog in her lap. Wait, this is like. She's talking to herself, and it's actually kind of funny because she's just talking to herself. She she is talking to herself. (laughs) I should be getting up. I should take care of chores, but with uh, Poochie Poochie on the—that's a terrible name for a dog. It is a terrible name for a dog. Um, On my lap, I can't seem to make myself get up. But maybe this reminder I set. I need yeah. to step back and so yeah. on. But, like, she's talking to herself. Yeah, and it's this, like, lengthy monologue to herself that goes for, like, four panels. And then says, thanks, girl, but the girl did nothing. And then, in fact, the, the and then uh, the dog is looking at the phone, which is out of Aunt Fritzy's view. And, uh, uh, and the dog sees that it says... Take dog in for shots. That's a reminder to take the dog in for shots. So, old Poochie is intentionally... Intentionally keeping Aunt Fritzy from seeing her reminders because Poochie does not want to get its, uh, I don't know, its distemper shot. So that's funny there. So now next next year, Poochie will give Sluggo rabies, and that'll be good. So Poochie is such a bad name for a dog. It's a bad name, and that's a weird looking dog too. It's got and it has its tongue stick. It's got a tongue sticking out. It's got like pointy ears, and I don't know what that thing. 
I'm not even sure. I don't know. I don't think that's a real dog. I'm not convinced that it's not a sea lion with some stuff (laughs) glued to his head. Look at that. I mean, look at his face. That's clearly just a sea lion. And not a fin. That is not a fin. No, not not at all. No. So that's. But the joke is that uh, the sea lion dog is uh, keep keeping Aunt Fritzy from taking it to the vet. Our next comic of the day is Jim Unger's Herman. And in this episode, old Herman's just sitting there and his wife comes up and goes, Hey, Herman, you ever going to get a job? And and Herman says, I got an interview. They said they'd let me know. And then his wife says... That was 17 years ago. The joke here. Do you know what the joke here is? No. He applied for a job 17 years ago. And he should keep doing that because he needs to get to work. So instead, he's just relying on the fact that he got an interview 17 years ago and hadn't heard back. Uh, the joke is you that know, Herman's their lazy. house looks like a waiting room. <laughs> the house does look like a waiting room, yes. Because there's like some generic art on the wall. It's very blue. Um, yeah, so maybe maybe, maybe they live in a waiting room. And, <laughs> and Mrs., Mrs. Herman would prefer to uh That's to why not do I thought that. she said we haven't moved all day. Because, you know, the waiting because room. Because they're just waiting for the doctor or whatever. That's a good point. Um, so, yeah, that's the, but the joke is that uh, Herman hadn't. Needs to actually apply for jobs. Our next comment of the day is Brian Crane's Pickles. In this episode, uh, Mrs. Pickles says, Hey, Earl, you know, and Mr. Pickles is just sitting there. Hey, Earl, you remember you said you'd go shopping with me? And he says, Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. And she says, Hey, you're not wearing that shabby sweatshirt, are you? And he goes, I am. It's comfortable and I like it. And when I like something, I stick with it, no matter how old and worn out it is. And then in the final panel, Mrs. Pickles says... After a mark like that, I don't know whether to kiss him or clobber him. The joke here is that what that uh, that Mr. Pickles has has uh, insulted her while complimenting her at the same time, and she's confused as to whether to beat him up or kiss him. So that's funny, right there. All right, the next comment today is uh, Stephen Bentley's Herb and Jamal. In this episode, uh, daughter smells cookies baking in the oven, so she comes in. Okay, 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 okay. I get that it's that they're how they're doing it, but I don't. It looks like her tongue is sticking up, but her mouth is still there. Well, yeah, her mouth is drawn like a little line with her tongue sticking out because she's smelling. You can see the smell waves of cookies cooking. So, but she also isn't because she isn't turning her head. See, there, there's a mouth. No, I, under, I understand. Then, oh, no, it's not drawn. It's I, not a I good... I, yeah, no, I get it. It's like... Oh, it's two lines, but they're not attached. Yeah, that, her mouth is... Uh, That's so weird. It is kind of weird, actually. It does look <laughs> like she has a mouth drawn on her cheek. It's very and, odd. And then one under her nose. She's got two mouths. Uh, this is very <laughs> terrifying, actually, now that you bring this to my attention. You're exactly right. Oh, and wait, next panel... Her mom looks even creepier. Yeah, her mom's got like a mouth, but it's split in the middle so that there's a, a no, gap. No, no, her, her eyes. And her eyes are completely black dots. Uh, so it's, this is a terrifying household. But anyway, regardless of the monstrosities that live there, the girl smells cookies and she goes, oh, I'm going to sneak one while they're hot. So she goes tiptoeing in and sneak, sneak, sneak. And she takes a cookie and she bites it. And, and she's, she says, ack! She does say ack, and she goes, ah, raisin cookies that look like chocolate chip cookies. They're the main reason I have trust issues. Wow. The joke here is that uh, people are often fooled by raisin cookies thinking they're chocolate chip cookies, and when they're not, they feel betrayed 
and rightly so, because raisins are, are terrible in cookies. No, raisin cookies are amazing. No, they're no. If yes. you think you're getting a, if you think you're getting chocolate chips and you get a raisin, I'm that's, fine with that. I no, love raisin cookies. Uh, no, you don't. Yes, I do. And even like in regular, not I'm not talking like oatmeal raisin cookies. I'm talking about like a, a good old cookie that you think's a chocolate chip cookie and you bite into it. I've and it's a, had that a raisin. before, and it's good. Ugh. Oh man, it's like it's like uh, it's like you're being tricked. The cookie is intentionally tricking you into thinking you're getting something that you're not. You think you're getting some but delicious it's still chocolate, good. and you're getting fruit. No, but it's that's still good. You're getting dried fruit. <sighs> oh, that mm, that sounds even better. It's not just fruit; it's dried out fruit. Mm, so it's like, hey, look, give me a give me a prune cookie. That'd be delicious. <sighs> All right. Well, that's the point: is that the uh, cookies are deceitful (laughs) (laughs) no they're just raisin cookies our next comic of the day is ginger megs in this episode uh, i guess that i guess she is ginger megs is uh sitting at the table with her elbows on the (laughs) table and uh somebody somebody off screen presumably a parent is saying hey elbows off the table you weren't raised by wolves and then ginger meg apparently is is imagining wolves at a dinner table yeah and what are the wolves all doing they're putting their elbows on the table. Right, and the joke is that she thinks when you know the expression "were you raised by wolves" means where you you know you don't have manners. No one taught you better. But in her mind, she's taking it literally, and she thinks that that a family of wolves just sits around the table with their elbows on the table at all times, <laughs> which is weird because I don't know if if uh, yeah, I guess they do. I was gonna say I don't know if, if a wolf's legs been that way, but they they do. So it's uh, it's all it's all good. They don't sit like that, though. No, they certainly don't sit that, and and they would not have that tablecloth if wolves had a choice. But that's neither here nor there. And but, they would have scratched it up if they have it. They would, or gnawed on the leg, maybe because they get bored and, <laughs> and they're wolves. So yeah, that's that's the joke. Is that uh, she wasn't also I, where is their food? Well, they're waiting. They're waiting for it, just like Ginger is. There's no food that, for Ginger either. So, uh, um, yeah, but the wolves are waiting to be fed. So they're sitting around with, angrily, I might add. They're all angry looking with their elbows <laughs> on the table. just what wolves look like, I presume. Wolves are an angry lot. That's true. Uh, okay. Our next comic of the day is uh, Mutts. Okay. In this episode, Mooch and Earl are walking in the snow. And Mooch says, ooh, Earl, listen. And Earl says, what? I don't hear anything. And then the, the, the cat goes... What does the cat say? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because there's, it has a lisp that is not consistent. Because look, ooh, Earl, listen, wasn't ooh, Earl, listen. It was, and then it says yes. And then, uh, and then sweet. And then the cat says sweet. I don't hear anything. So sweet as opposed to sweet. Even though there is no, uh, I don't even know why it adds the sh sound to yes and and sweet, uh, uh, it's neither here. But the, I guess the point is that uh, that the cat likes silence. But it's this this cat. I just this, have a question about both these pets. They just roam around places, and but, I'm pretty sure they're in a forest right now in the snow. They are. That's exactly right. Alone. Alone. Their owners just have let them have abandoned them to the wild, and every now and then they go home, and and then and then and then the cat. Has developed a bizarre, inconsistent speech impediment as a result of all these things. So there you go, Mooch and Earl at it again. Our next comic of the day is Blondie. 
by Dean Young and former Supreme Court Justice John Marshall. In this episode, uh, Blondie, I mean, excuse me, uh, Dagwood and Mr. Dithers are coming back from somewhere, and Mr. Dithers goes, hey, that was a great presentation. And uh, Mr. Dithers goes, I'd give you a high five, but I won't because of social distancing. Uh, this other. They aren't social distancing when saying that. No, they're not. They're like within two feet of each other. Neither of them is wearing a mask. So this is, my suspicion is this, is that every now and then some, a comic strip like Blondie that's been around forever will say something in the moment like to make it feel like that they're still creating the comic. What I think they did was they just took an old panel and <laughs> changed some wording in, in it for this one. That's my guess. I have no proof of that and it's probably not true, but that's that would be my speculation. But anyway, yes, So to, to point out that this comic was not drawn in 1974, Mr. Dithers points out, yes, yeah, so I'd give you a high five, but I won't because of social distancing. And then he says, I tell you what, I'll give you an elbow bump. Which and isn't social distancing still. It's, st- it's still better than a handshake, but because you're not getting those germs on each other, but still, you're still clearly within six feet of each other. And so, but they do it. So he goes, boom, there you go. And uh, feel free to brag about that. And Dagwood's like, what? And then in the final panel, old Dagwood's home, and he says to Blondie, hey, guess you got an elbow bump today. And the joke here... I don't know the joke. The joke here is that Mr. Um, Dithers... Oh, he that, said brag about your accomplishment, and he thought it meant brag about the elbow bump, not the presentation. I guess that's right, and and he did. True, true, true to following his boss's... Orders Dagwood bla- bragged about getting an elbow bump. So uh, that's the joke there is that uh, Mr. Dithers and Dagwood, who pay no attention to any social distancing or mask wearing or anything else, uh, got involved in a in a elbow bump instead of a handshake because of COVID, but they didn't want to actually do anything else because of it. They just didn't want to shake him. Anyway, he's bragging because uh, his boss uh, bumped his elbow. So that's, yeah. Pretty funny. Our next comic, next comic is the Family Circus. Never seen this type before. The uh, uh, this is what? Okay, so all right, and then okay, I get it, I get it. Okay, in this case, the kids are outside uh, the house. And inside the house, which now has a glass wall, apparently. And I, I would say, oh, no, you're exaggerating. They're just using it so that you can see inside the house. No, it's clearly glass because you see the glass lines on it showing a reflection of the sunlight. And there's snow on both the ledge and above and below the glass. So they have installed a glass wall in, in the side of their house. Well, in fairness, it... There's still a yellow wall. There is, but they put like a... Okay, so it's a massive window that takes up 90% of the wall space, okay? (laughs) Which is, one, expensive. Two, it's going to get hit by birds constantly. And three, it's like weird. So the kids are outside, and we see Vel inside with her hand closing the door. And inside her head, she's thinking of winter clothing, like coats and hats and scarves and jeans, I guess. <laughs> and, and, uh, is, no, those are shorts. No, those aren't shorts. They're just for they they're no, they're for little little kid. They're little kid jeans. Uh, Th- those kids have surprisingly short legs. Well, they're they're wee children. I mean, they they but one of them is six. I don't know how old they are. Uh, and so so the kids and the dog are outside while while Vel is sitting there exasperated with like lines of 
angst shooting off her head while she has this vision of all the clothes that presumably she just put on the kids going through her head. Although they don't match the clothes that the kids are wearing completely. Some of them do. Some of them do. But there's stuff in there that's not, that the kids aren't wearing. Like there's something like, what? Uh, uh. Anyway, she, uh, I guess they mostly are, but there's this one like red snowsuit that doesn't match up with anything that any of the kids are wearing. And uh, so the kids are standing just outside the door. They've walked right outside the door. And, and old Billy there, old Billy, what does old Billy say? It's too c- c- cold out here. Let's go back in. <sighs> Let's go back in. And the joke here is that uh, mom just put them in all those clothes. And now after five seconds, they want to go back inside to their nice, cozy what appears to be aquarium of a house that they live in. Uh, but uh, that's a joke is that you do all this work for kids and then they they don't... The time is not justified by the investment in the things you do for them, I guess, is the joke there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not funny. Is this funny? Is this funny? Yes. No, why is it? Tell me. You tell me why this is funny. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. Try to tell me why this is funny. You can't do it, can you? Just admit it. Just admit it. Can you tell me? Can you tell yes. me? Go ahead. You've got 10 seconds. Go. 10 seconds? Six seconds. Okay. I'll tell you. Because, okay, so. Your time, your time is up. Ever- Evergreens going in their backyard, but they aren't growing the right way. That is no. That is not <laughs> clearly not even arguably and, why this is supposed and, to be funny. It's not a. It's not a. Oh my. Okay, and oh no, and, no, no, no. We, when we've gotten to the point where we're trying to talk about that the trees are providing comedy for the family circus, clearly, clearly it's time. No, you need to, to look at the swings. What is lower than two are lower than one? Two of the swings are lower than one of the swings. And it's weird. You know, so you think that's you think that was what no. the keen okay. the family keen was doing here is trying to No, because uh, look, it's not like MC okay. Escher is drawing the family circus. It's so we are from Tennessee. And Tennessee doesn't get much snow. And they have so much snow. Well right they there. they live somewhere there's a lot of snow. And they don't which is train. Arizona, by the way. That's where they're from, is Arizona, where there is no snow. But and that's they tra- and they should treasure that. We treasure snow, but they just go back inside. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we treasure snow. They should just go back inside. They should also <laughs> just go away. They shouldn't <sighs> go back inside. You done? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. Because <laughs> finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at howlingmonkeyradio.com where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at howlingmonkeyradio.com. 